Hello and welcome to another episode of Music and Therapy with Relationship Coach Kiana W. Mitchell. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Guys, this week on the podcast, we have an amazing guest. I met her in one of the Facebook groups that we're in and she is doing a lot of things and I love the passion that she has for her businesses and her podcast. Her name is Chelsea Murray and she is the co-host of a podcast called The Real Life Show, Living with Chronic Illness. This is an amazing podcast, and I wanted to have her on today because I wanted us to talk a little bit about chronic illness and how it impacts the lives of those who have it. Now, I know some of us are married to individuals who may have a chronic illness, or you may have a chronic illness yourself. Whatever the case may be, this is an important topic to talk about so that we will understand how to be supportive and how to help people who do have a chronic illness, whether it's you or whether it's your spouse. So go ahead, take get a pen, get some paper, take some notes, and listen to this amazing interview with Chelsea as she talks about her podcast, what inspired her to start her podcast, and about the support group that she has to help people with chronic So here is the interview with Chelsea. Hello, Chelsea. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to chat with you. Yeah, me too. I am so excited to have you here on Music and Therapy because I think that the topics that you talk about in your podcast are really going to help somebody and it's very beneficial to what we're talking about when it comes to marriage and relationships. But first, tell me a little bit about yourself. So I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur is the best way I can describe myself. Uh, I teach Pilates. I help manage a Pilates studio. I have an online life and health coaching business. And then I've got a chronic illness advocacy and support business with one of my best friends, which is where I have my podcast. We have an online community and it's just all so much fun. One day I said that I wanted my dream job to be a stay-at-home dog mom and I get to live that life at least half of my week. Like today is a day where I don't teach Pilates. So I'm hanging out at home, having podcast interviews, talking to people, working on some stuff. And it just, it's so much fun. And I'm really, really grateful and thankful for the work that I get to do. Cause it's fun. Yeah, that is amazing. I must admit, since I've been working from home, working on my podcast and trying to start my business, it is so much fun. It's like, you can sit down, even though sometimes it does require long hours and I find myself working after dinner, but it's worth it because throughout the day I can take a break if I need it. I can do what I need to do. So that part of being an entrepreneur is absolutely amazing. It really, really is. You mentioned your podcast and of course I want to hear more about it. What inspired you to start your podcast? What made you think about doing something or even being an advocate for people who have chronic illness? So I originally wanted to be an advocate for people with chronic illnesses because I worked with a personal training client who had multiple chronic illnesses and just working with her and hearing about her experience and how so many people didn't believe her or the struggles she'd have with medical professionals and other healthcare professionals. Just, I don't know, my heart really went out to her and I was like, that's a really crappy situation that you've been put in and you're not getting a lot of support. And I realized that the more people I met that had chronic conditions, 
that's actually a pretty common experience to have people not believe you, have all these barriers put up. And so one of my friends that I had met um, through teaching Pilates, she has Crohn's disease. Her name is Cassie. She has become my business best friend. And we connected when she wanted to create an on, not an online at the time, an in-person support group for people with chronic illnesses in our community. Cause that was something that she had looked for when she moved to the town I live in, in Kansas. And it just wasn't there. And so she's like, well, I want to start it. And I happened to be sitting next to her in a staff meeting. And I was like, can I help you? And from there, it snowballed into us just having a bunch of conversations about the struggle she was going through. I don't have a chronic illness myself. And so we're always trying to figure out me not having that experience and coming from that perspective, how can we better explain the chronic illness experience to people who aren't living that life? And through the conversations we were having over coffee, as we created this support group, we were like, we should have a podcast. And if I'm being honest, it was Cassie's idea originally. And when she told me, I was like, mm, no, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> I don't know how to start a podcast. I know how to run an online community support group and an in-person community support group. I have no freaking idea how to make a podcast. <laughs> and I was like, uh-uh. But because there was two of us and we got to play off each other's strengths, we, we did it. We started a podcast. It's been going for um, almost a year and a half now. And it is one of the joys of my life. I'm so glad that Cassie did not let me stop us <laughs> and that we powered through, figured out how to record, how to create episodes, how to get them out there. It's been so much fun. We focus on sharing the stories of individuals with chronic illnesses because we, we found that their experiences and their stories are actually a lot more common than we give them credit for. And so we want to share those stories and we want to normalize that experience. And we also want it to be a platform where people like me who don't have illnesses can go and they can listen and they can be like, oh, that's what it's like with people that have Crohn's disease or if they have fibromyalgia or a whole host of different illnesses. They get to learn, they get to, to kind of appreciate the experience that they're going through and learn how to be there for those individuals in a more significant way. And so we have a combination of interviews with just people telling their stories as well as some experts giving tips and tricks. And then we also have episodes where Cassie and I just talk about a topic <laughs> and they're, they're really fun. We call our podcast, the real life show living with a chronic illness. And we really, truly try to make it real life. Like there's topics that a lot of other podcasts won't talk about like sex and intimacy relationships, the poop stuff, all the things that people are like, I don't want to talk about this but it's important. We talk about it and we love it. It's so much fun. <laughs> I get to talk with my best friend and have other people listen to it and benefit from it. It's wonderful. <laughs> that is amazing. What are some commonalities that you find when people talk to you and share their stories about the barriers that have been put up for them because of their chronic illness? I think the biggest one that I hear a lot of is people just don't believe them. Right. Uh, that's what the medical community can often kind of respond when people are like, oh, I'm experiencing all those symptoms, but their medical tests aren't coming back with anything. And for people who haven't had health troubles, they kind of just go, oh, well, do you just need to sleep more? Or, oh, a green smoothies. Oh, you should do some yoga. You should meditate. And our health is a much more complicated thing than we give it credit for. And doctors are very smart. Get, don't get me wrong. Some of them are more compassionate than others. 
And some of them are more willing to keep digging for answers than others are. But I think just believing people is, is so important because fatigue, pain, those are things that you can't see. You can't see those experiences along with a whole host of other symptoms, but just believing in someone can make a huge difference. And that's one thing that my goal is, is to be the example of, Hey, people that haven't gone through these health struggles, they can just simply believe you. They don't need to see all the proof. They can be there for you. They can support you. There are people out there that will, will care about you and will just believe, you no questions asked because I don't, I don't know what it feels like to be in pain every single day. I don't know what it feels like to feel incredibly tired every single day, no matter how much sleep I get or what I eat or how much water I drink. I don't have that life experience, but just because I haven't had it doesn't mean that other people don't experience that and that their experiences of life aren't valid and need to be supported. No, that is so true. I remember when I was a kid, the first time I ever heard about fibromyalgia was when I think maybe I was a teenager and I was watching, um, you know how they air episodes again, like the Golden Girls and syndication, mm-hmm. watching the Golden Girls. Because at the time, that's the thing my mom and my sisters and I, we watched it and then we'd eat cheesecake. Anyway, we would do that whole thing. And so there was an episode where I think it was Dorothy. She was talking about how she was sick all the time. She was tired and the doctors were telling her it was all in her mind. And this went on for a period of time. I think they had like a two episode show about it. And they finally found out she had fibromyalgia. And she was like, she's Mm -hmm. so happy that someone finally listened to her. And she knows what the issue is now or what her diagnosis is. And it's funny because I was a a teenager, but that resonated with me because it's like, well, how is she sick? And nobody knows what's wrong. And why are they questioning how she feels? And from what you're saying, this is not an uncommon thing. And I know it's weird because the show is, old and it was a long time ago but somehow they managed to capture what is happening now with individuals who do have chronic illnesses Mm -hmm. I think the fact that they covered that in golden girls shows how long this problem has been going on and for reasons I'm not totally sure because I am not a medical professional but chronic illness affects a lot more women compared to men and so so many times women are going to the doctor and they're like, I'm experiencing these symptoms. I'm in pain. I've got this going on, that going on. And they get dismissed because they're like, oh, it's all in your head. You need to take an antidepressant or an anti-anxiety meds. And yes, antidepressants and anti-anxiety meds serve a great purpose in our world. They need to be prescribed to certain people, but that shouldn't be the, oh, well, you're just depressed. That's why you're tired. That, that might not be it. And so I love that there's a show out there that's like, Hey, this, this happens. People do get sick. Um, I think I can't remember the exact, exact statistic, but I think it's like one in it's like five to 10 people have a chronic condition of some kind. Like it's a ton of people. And I think there's this, um, stigma, just like there's a mental health stigma. There's a stigma of like, Oh, you don't want to, you don't want to share some of your health stuff and you don't have to, But I know like as I've gone through my life and I start sharing like, oh yeah, I have a chronic illness podcast. I've got this advocacy group. I'm doing these things in the community. I start to hear more and more people are like, oh, I have endometriosis. Oh, I've got IBD. Oh, I have fibromyalgia. And the list goes on and on. You're like, oh, I had no idea that you had that. Okay. So like, there's a lot of people going through stuff every single day that we have no idea about. And of course there's different varying levels of 
how much your symptoms impact your life. Some people can have really mild symptoms and they're like, yeah, it's annoying, but I can still go to work. I can still care for my family. I can still mostly do the activities that I want. It's just kind of annoying. And sometimes the symptoms just stop you from doing anything. They don't let you see your friends and your family. You're just too tired. You can't go to work. You just, you can't do anything. You're bedridden. You're just lying there. You're just trying to survive. And there's just this whole wide spectrum. All of those experiences are valid and all those experiences are important. That is true. And I like when you said that people go through things that we don't know about, because I used to work for the state of Alabama as a rehabilitation counselor for eight years. And throughout that time, there were people who would walk into my office, they needed assistance, finding employment, and they would tell me that they had a chronic illness. One lady had fibromyalgia, and she was saying how she was in pain, sitting down, talking to me. And just looking at her, you think there was nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. But just when she was explaining about the pain and the medication and everything she was on just to be able to sit there, it's just amazing what some people have to endure when it comes to chronic illness. Oh, yeah. That's why I encourage anyone, whether you've got someone in your life, whether it's a, someone you're working with or someone working for you or working above you or your friends, family, anyone in your life, if they're having health problems, yeah. please, 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 please be compassionate. Because think, think about it, like whenever I get the flu or get sick in any way, I really think about, oh my gosh, this is what some people deal with every single day. Not necessarily the like coughing, the sore throat, runny nose, though maybe, but just the fatigue, the body aches, the calculating, okay, well, I took my NyQuil at this time so I can take more DayQuil at this time. Okay, well, I can take some more ibuprofen here or, ooh, does that medication interact with this? Oh, it doesn't. Okay, I can take some more. Like there's a lot of thought process that goes into being sick. And so when I have a cold or something like that, it's a short period of time. Like I know there's a light at the end of the tunnel in a week or two, I'm going to feel better. I'm going to be back to normal. That's great. Well, when you have a chronic condition, you have no idea where the light at the end of the tunnel is. If it even exists at all, you're going through that every single day. And whenever that happens to me, I'm always texting Cassie and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm just reminded again, how much of a badass you are because you put up with this on some level every single freaking day. And I don't know how you do everything else that you do. Like she's a mom. She teaches Pilates as well. We run our business together. I mean, like, okay, me as a able-bodied person, I can do all these things, but she's also doing them on a similar level while going through all that shit. (laughs) And so to me, just coming with a place of compassion and reminding yourself that they are going through stuff. Like they are warriors. They are battling a lot. Same thing if there's someone that's dealing with anxiety or depression, just getting out of bed is like a really big deal sometimes. And so acknowledging that and being like, hey, I'm there for you. I believe you. Like, what do you need from me can go a really, really, really long way. So what are some of the obstacles that you find that people with chronic illness face when it comes to relationships? I think it's having being believed. People are just like, meh, I don't think that. Or let's say you're someone with a chronic illness and you just don't have the energy to go out with your friends and your friends keep inviting you. And after a while of you saying no every single time, they stop because they're like, oh, you're always saying no. And that's one thing that Cassie and I talk about a lot on our podcast is how do you kind of share what you need with others and communicate that? And so we're, we're really big fans of open and honest communication. So Cassie, she flat out tells me, she's like, please invite me to things. 
yes, I may have to say no more than half the time, but I still want to go if I can. And that's one thing that she's, she's communicated to all of her friends is like, Hey, you want to go get drinks tonight? You want to go out to dinner? Someday she can say yes. Someday she can say, she has to say no. Cause that's just not what she's going to spend her energy on, or she doesn't have the energy for it to begin with. But she says, but please invite me next time. And so I think it's, again, the understanding of everyone's experience is different and not taking things personally when someone's like, I don't want to go do that thing with you because we all have limited energy as human beings. But when you've got a chronic illness, that's like exacerbated, like the amount that I can do in a day and the amount that Cassie can do in a day are not necessarily the same things. And if we do the same amount of stuff, then she might feel a lot more tired and drained the next day than I will. And that's okay. There's stuff that drains me more than it drains her. And so I think realizing that everyone's got limited energy. We all have to decide what we're going to use it on. We've all got different things. We've all got different dietary restrictions and preferences of things we like to eat or don't like to eat. And just being there for a friend, just believing in them, asking how you can support them and then doing those things. I think it makes a really big difference. It does. It does. Because I know... I don't have any chronic illness or anything like that, but there are times when my friends want to go out and do something and I've had a long, hard week and I'm just like, nah, I think I'll just stay in just because I don't feel like going out. So if I feel that way, I can only imagine how much harder it must be for someone who has a chronic illness to Mm -hmm. ask to do all these extra activities, especially if they have kids and they have had a long week because it can drain you. It really can. Oh, for sure. And I think it's also important just to note that just because someone says no, doesn't mean that they don't like you as a person (laughs) or they like, don't want to be there for you. It's just, that wasn't in the cards for them right there. And then, and I also think it's another important thing to, to realize is just because someone feels really crappy one week or even one day or one hour that the next hour, the next day, the next week, they can't feel pretty damn good and want to go do stuff. So maybe your friend or your family member says no to going out to dinner with you on a Tuesday night, but then you see them out and about because it's the magicalness of social media. And you're like, Oh, you went out on Wednesday, but you said no to me on Tuesday. Like what the heck? Well, maybe they felt better on Wednesday and wanted to go enjoy their life while they felt good. Yeah. It's not, it's not about you. It's them wanting to live their life. No, that makes a lot of sense. Are there any resources that um, are available to people who have chronic illnesses? Like, are there any national resources or what do you know about that can be helpful to people in this situation? I mean, shameless plug, we have an online community called the Wellness Hub where people of all sorts of chronic illnesses can come together to share things that are working for them and are not working for them. Um, I would say, honestly, a great place to go is Instagram. There is such a booming chronic illness support system on Instagram we're um, at the real wellness hub is our handle on there. And we've been able to connect with so many people. It's incredible. And I wish that there was like a national resource that I could just give to everybody. There's different associations for like um, arthritis and Alzheimer's and different, different illnesses that you can go to, but just looking for community support. I would go to Instagram using the hashtags Spoonie, hashtag Spoonie support, things like that. Um, Spoonie is a term that a lot of chronic illness people have taken on. Um, It's a whole energy management thing. We have a podcast episode about it. If anyone's interested in learning more, Um, 
but that's, that's a great place to go because then you get to connect with people. I mean, there's specific hacks, there's specific hashtags for illnesses. So if depending on what your diagnosis is, you can look up rheumatoid arthritis, or you can look up endometriosis or fibromyalgia or just chronic pain and see what comes up. People are posting about it. People are talking about it. There are registered dietitians that I've connected with on Instagram that have chronic illnesses themselves and specialize with that. There's physical therapists, occupational therapists that again, have chronic illnesses themselves. And are like, we understand how this really is. And so I think that's one of the best places to go is to just start connecting with people on there, finding people that have the same illness or diagnosis as you or the same symptoms and asking them, how do you manage it? People love like, that's one thing that I hear about a lot is people love how many people they've met on Instagram, just sharing their stories. It's really beautiful to see. That is amazing. I wrote down all your hashtags that you mentioned so I could put it in the show notes. Yay. And there's a lot more than that. Those are just like a few top of the mind. But if you start with hashtag Spoonie something, it'll pop up. <laughs> that is amazing because I didn't even know anything like that existed on Instagram. So I'm glad you were able to tell me about it because I'm sure my listeners didn't know about it as well. So this is useful information that we can use to find out more about chronic illness. And if someone has a chronic illness, but they can go and possibly get support online. Uh, I guess another question I wanted to ask you, do you have any advice for any family members who may have someone in their family who has a chronic illness? What advice would you give? So I think just ask the person how much help they want. So like if you're someone like you use a disability example, if someone's in a wheelchair, ask them, do you want help with this, this, and this? See what they say. And then that gives them the space to be able to set the boundaries that they want to set. Right. So like, for example, Cassie and I, we're in a podcast, we're in a business. We try to split up tasks based off each other's strengths. And she does this as much for me as I do for her. But when sometimes things become overwhelming or we're just kind of feeling like, oh, one of us is doing too much. The other person steps in and is like, do you want help with this? Do you need help? And we try to make it very clear that we're coming from a place of not, oh, I think you're struggling. So I'm going to help you. It's like, do you honestly want me to take something off of your shoulders and make life a little easier for you? Do you want that? Sometimes it's like, no, I don't really need that. That's not the issue or maybe it is. And so I think just asking what do people want? What do people expect? What do people find helpful versus not helpful? What do people find demeaning? Um, where, where is that line? Where is that boundary? And going from there, because maybe there's someone, if there's someone in your family with an illness, maybe cooking dinner is just, it takes it out of them, but they don't want to ask you to cook dinner. And so maybe you could be like, Hey, is this helpful? Like, would you be able to spend more time with us after dinner and not just have to go to bed right away if I made dinner more often or all the time. And so I think it goes back to open and honest communication and making sure that you talk about needs, which I think should happen for any relationship, but it's especially important in this situation. Oh, definitely. I love what you're saying. So if there's anyone who wanted to get in contact with you, find out more about your community and what you guys have going on, how can they get in contact with you? I would say the best way is through Instagram, which our handle is again at the real wellness hub. Uh, you can also email us at hello at the real And then our podcast, uh, which is a great way to learn more about me and Cassie and learn more about chronic illness in general is again, the real life show 
living with a chronic illness. Thank you so very much. Thank you for being on the show. I have learned a lot and you have really opened my eyes to a lot of things. And even though, like I said, I've worked with people with disabilities for a long time, it was more of the disabilities that you could see and less of the disabilities that you could not see. So this has really been very informative and I enjoyed talking to you. Thank you so much for being on Music and Therapy. Well, thank you so much for having me and allowing me a time to just talk about issues that are really important to my heart. Wow, what an amazing interview. I especially love how Chelsea talks about how it's important to ask people, how can I help you? What can I do to be a support to you? Because sometimes we think we know what's best, whether it's in our relationships or whether it's trying to help a friend, family member, or a significant other who has a chronic illness. We think we know what's best, so we'll do what we think should be done instead of asking them what they need help with or how can we help them. And this kind of ties into what we were talking about last week with love languages and how it's important to, well, a couple weeks ago with love languages and how it's important to know the love language of your spouse. And I feel that asking someone, how can I help you, is the best way to determine what their love language is because you're asking them, how can I help you? How can I show you love? How can I be there for you? And based on what they tell you, we make sure that we're there for that person in that way. That was an amazing interview. And thank you so much, Chelsea, for being on the show. Now, the song we're going to listen to today is called Hope You're Having a Good Day. And the song is about a woman who helps her husband realize how much she loves him, even when he loses his job. And I picked the song specifically because I feel that it's important for us to be there for our spouse, regardless of what it is, whether it's a job termination or if it's something more serious as a chronic illness, and to help them get through this as we can by showing them love and understanding and compassion. So here's the song, Hope You're Having a Good Day. It was late in the evening, he stood there, acting like he didn't care. A long day, a hard day, full of failures and despair. He didn't want to go home that night because he had just been let go by his boss. He cleared out his desk so he could leave. Found a letter from his wife he forgot to read. Hope you're having a good day, whether you're winning or losing. I love you, no matter what, we're gonna make it through. Hope you're having a good day, whether you're winning or losing. I love you, no matter what, we're gonna make it through. The drive home took forever. Sure, what she say? He didn't know how to tell her that he lost his job that day. He didn't want to go home that night because he had just been let go by his boss. She held him while the tears fell down. She wiped his eyes and begins to say, Hope you're having a good day, whether you're winning or losing. I love you, no matter what, we're gone. Hope you're having a good day, whether you're winning or losing. I love you, no matter what, we're gonna make it through. Ooh, 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 ooh. Men 
continued support of the music and therapy podcast better help is a counseling online service and they are there to help you their goal is to help people become the best version of themselves that they can be which is in line with what we want to do here at music and therapy so i'm extremely happy to work with them now better help is not a do-it-yourself kind of thing it's not one of those things that you do for self-help better help is actually licensed counselors and trained professionals who are there to help you navigate through the most difficult times in your life better help has licensed professional therapists and counselors who are knowledgeable and certified in their area of study. For example, here are some of the things I love about BetterHelp. It's not a traditional wait-in-the-office kind of thing. You can meet with them online. So because it's online, people can meet with them in the United States, people can meet with them in Europe, and in Africa. They can help anyone anywhere in the world. Why? Because they are online. They are flexible. You can talk to a counselor within 24 to 48 hours of signing up, for services. They will match you with someone who will be able to help you. You can talk to a professional who has a specific expertise that may not be in your area. Why? Because they are online. Another thing that I love about BetterHelp is that they actually help people who don't have the money or resources to get counseling. And that's the thing that I love. So there's like, they're not holding counseling back from you because you may not be able to afford it, especially if you have lost your job because of the pandemic or have financial issues. They have scholarships available. They even have financial aid available. So you can get the help that you need if you are desperately in need for help. BetterHelp is available and BetterHelp is willing to help and serve you. So if you would like to get more information about BetterHelp or sign up for services, what you can do is click the link in the show notes and in the link, that's the link to BetterHelp. And we also have a promo code. And the great thing about the promo code is that if you put in music and vibes, that's our promo code, they will give you 10% off of your first month of service. So if you are in need of better help, H-E-L-P, go check it out. Click the link in the show notes, put in a promo code, and you will be on your way to begin the process of healing. I would also like to thank you guys so much for listening to me. I enjoy our time. I can't tell you enough how much I enjoy hanging out with you, spending time with you. So thank you guys so much for listening. It's appreciated, and I just love you guys. Thank you so much. Now, on that note, I want to invite you to join our Facebook group. It's not the same without you. I miss you. I want you in the group. So go ahead and join our Facebook group, and it's easy to do. There's a link in the show notes. Click on the link and join. And I made it easy so that anybody can join. You don't have to wait for approval. You don't have to wait for anything. Just click the link, put join, and you are in. So I hope I see you in the Facebook group soon because that would just be amazing. Join our Facebook group. I also want to encourage you to follow the podcast on Spotify or Apple Music or iTunes, wherever you're listening. Go ahead and follow the podcast. Also, leave me a comment. I would love to hear your thoughts on the show. And then I also want to encourage you to share the podcast with a friend. There are people out there who need to hear some of what we're talking about. And because you are able to listen to it, and if you know someone who needs to hear what we're talking about, go ahead, share the podcast with a friend. 
Sharing is caring. By sharing, you are sharing the podcast. You're helping to grow our community. And you're also caring enough about your friends and your neighbors to share and let them know, hey, these are just some things that you can try out if you are dealing with these issues. Now, if you guys want to contact me, it's easy to do. I have all that information in the show notes. It says join me on social media. So yeah, click on any one of those links. You can send me a message. You can DM me. Whatever you want to do, you can go ahead and do that. And I promise you, if you send me a message, I will respond to you. I think that's all I have to tell you. If you guys think anything else, send me a message. Let me know. Any questions you want answered, go ahead and let me do that. So have an amazing week. Enjoy your time with family and friends. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye. Looking from the inside out, it seems like we are happy.